and welcome back to our second series of Keeping Life Simple with Sheena Oxer and Paola Royal. In this series, we will be interviewing different people out of different areas of life to ask them the difference this simple but so profound understanding made to their life. Our first guest tonight is Ellen Davy. Hello, Ellen. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Lovely to have you here. Ellen got curious about this understanding around two to three years ago. Ellen, you have your own business, which is nearly, which nearly crashed and burned in 2017. Is that correct? Yeah, quite so. Thanks to this understanding, searching for the answers within, you managed to recover it and were even able to expand the business. Is that true? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It. Um probably every businessman will recognize when I say the amount that you invest emotionally into your business and you equate your successes and failures commercially with you as an individual. What this understanding has allowed me to do is to separate that. And that allowed me to make good, clear decisions, even when I felt emotionally, as it were, against the wall. And it makes a huge difference means your decisions are good instead of reactive they're active decisions instead of reactive and, and that's the difference between saving it and crashing basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you were even expanding your business since then and now you had to close it down <laughs> yes because of what is going on now coronavirus. and you had uh, employees yeah. as well you had to give furlough leave yeah Quite so, six employees on the team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so do you want to tell us just a little bit about your business and what you do? Yeah, it's a it's a composites and fiberglass moulding business. We uh, manufacture from raw materials uh, component parts for marine, automotive, industrial, leisure. It covers a wide spectrum of things because composites are so versatile. So yeah, we were we were busy. We were expanding and uh, then coronavirus turned up and that slowed us down a little bit, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was it that you heard that made you wanted to hear more about the understanding? The first thing actually that caught my attention when I kind of finally clicked it was the truth about your experience coming from only one place. The reason I liked it is because I think in this world, in this universe, there are very few absolutes. And that, to me, sounded like an absolute. And so I, it made me really interested, kind of in a slightly anorak way, because um, I thought, an absolute, I'm going to have to dig into this and see if I can disprove it, basically, which I couldn't, which is pretty cool. Yeah, what do you mean with an absolute? Well, it's an absolute truth. It's 100%. And there are very few things, I think, that are actually 100%. So what, what, what are you talking about? What is 100%? Uh, where your experience comes from. And that it's all through thought. And when I first heard that, and I thought, well, that's a big statement, you know, saying it's always through thought, all the time, absolutely every single thing, every single experience. So, uh, you know, I did my best to find a way that it wasn't true. And I couldn't. <laughs> Which is, and that's how, how I kind of first got fascinated by it, really. 
Because generally in, in our society, we think that our experience comes directly to us, don't we? We miss that bit, that it's thought. Absolutely. We yeah, think yeah. You're, you know, our, our, how our business is going is directly influencing us and we don't know that everything comes via the filter of thought. And that's, that, that missing link somehow makes a profound difference to the individuals who see that deeply. It makes a huge difference, yeah. I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. Generally speaking, you know, me included, we don't consider that missing link as you described it. We just think, you know, that's happened. That made me feel X, Y, Z. Um, and of course, you know, as a consequence, we attribute our feelings and emotions and reactions to all sorts of things outside of our own psyche, which of course is not the case. Yeah. So, so normally what we do is we, for example, make um, the weather responsible for what we feel or we make uh, our staff responsible that they don't do what we want them to do or um, we got a lot of work in now talking about business so um, the work is really stressful and we have too much on and that is responsible for um, our feelings. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I heard you once saying, Alan, that also what you really liked is that there was nothing else for you to do. There was not a technique to use, but it actually reduced unnecessary thinking. Do you remember that conversation uh, we had? Uh, ab absolutely. I'm sure most everyone, we all feel that we are at 10 tenths. We've got loads of things to do, or we think we have, and uh, there's just no room for an extra thing, technique or whatever to learn. So um, when I kind of realized, discovered, if you like, if you will, that um, actually there wasn't anything to do and it actually took a load of stuff away, that's, that's great. <laughs> that's a bonus, isn't it? You don't have to do anything and stuff goes away for you. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. It makes your life easier and it makes, uh, in a commercial sense, in a business sense, you have less going on in your head and you really do make better decisions. I mean, I could see the change in the quality of my commercial decisions from one side to the other side of this understanding. I really could, mm -hmm. quite clear. In fact, you could see it on the bottom line. You, you, could, you could see it without talking to me. You could see the change just looking through my accounts. Really could. So that kind of leads us on to our, our other question, which is that your increased profitability and does that... Do you put that down to knowing how you're psychologically experiencing life? I think so, because what it does is it allows you, for want of a better choice of words, it allows you to be kind of, uh, in effect, dispassionate about it. So you can, you can look at your business and you can look at it as a business, not as a reflection of yourself. And you can make decisions just based on that. And it's, you know, you're not, you're not having to grow it for, you know, flattering your ego or you're not doing a particular item or whatever because it looks really cool or whatever. You know, you can be, you can make decisions based just on information you have in front of you. And yeah, I think for me, perhaps the biggest single factor is a far less busy mind makes just such a big difference to the quality of decisions, really does huge difference so that neutrality you say it's dispassionate but that sounds to me like a, a neutrality from where you come from when you you're not putting any meaning on the outcome so it won't mean anything if it fails or it won't mean anything if it's successful it'll just be i think 
neutrality is a great choice of word. Is it precisely that? I have a 30-something year habit of really attaching my own worth to the performance of my business, which is quite tiring and stressful, to say the least. And so to get to a point where I realise that although I love my business, it doesn't define me, and its success or its failure is not a reflection of who I am, is very liberating. And at the same time, actually, it's a great performance boost. Because of that liberation, it allows you to perform in an uninhibited way. You know, I don't feel stressed about my decisions. I'm, I'm okay with making decisions. I'm okay that they might not be good ones. I mean, I think it helps you make better decisions, but I'm okay with the idea if I make a lash up of it, well, you know, at the moment, in that time when I did it, I was doing what I thought was the best at that given time. And I think that's really key because in that moment, you didn't know best, you know. I think that's really important to point out, you know. Yeah, it is. That is the liberating part about it. When you understand that at any given time, you're giving your best. And yeah, you know, maybe you can look back retrospectively and go, well, that was a shocking decision. But at the time, it wasn't. Um, and so you don't have to crucify yourself about it. It's utterly pointless crucifying yourself retrospectively. It serves no purpose whatsoever. Yeah, so it, it, it frees you up a lot. It really does. I was going to say that sounds really liberating. It is. It is mm. very much so. Mm. Because that's what that's what we do, isn't it? We, I mean, you for example, you you had already one or two businesses which crashed and burned. Indeed, yeah, I've uh, been against the wall before. Yes, and to 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 get out of that and be really able to grow that business in the amount you did now, you know, it's really letting go of your past, isn't it? Because we we often still somehow stuck in our beliefs about who we are and what we think, you know, we cannot grow out of our beliefs. So when we start to understand that um, beliefs actually clusters of thought innocently created and we keep, we keep them alive and we, we, we see them as something real we have to deal with and that defines of who we are, and through this understanding, we start to see that that is not so. So we are not our thoughts, like you said before, and then be able to grow out of them. Yeah, exactly. When I was against the wall a few years ago, I had exactly that kind of realization. I realized that although I really didn't like the way I felt, that was not a total reflection of my circumstances. And it allowed me to, in effect, to separate those and it allowed me to go, okay, I don't like the way I feel, but that's not the same as me not liking what I'm doing. I don't like the position I'm in financially, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, there's a part of me that feels stressed about it. But that moment when I realised that that wasn't a reflection of my circumstance allowed me to... Relax. Actually, I, 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 in fact, literally in that moment, I stopped feeling stress and I was able to just go, well, you know what? I'm going to do my best. And if I succeed, fabulous. And if I don't, well, there we are. I gave my best. So it was, it was a, literally a point in time when I went from being utterly stressed to 
very relaxed about it. Mm. So could you say you, you started to have a different relationship to stress, how you saw stress? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone that I don't get stressed and anxious or anything like that. Of course I do, you know, everyone does. We're all subject to that. But what it's allowed me to do is to recognize that as a function of my thoughts that I may not even realize I'm having in that given moment. And it's not a reflection of me as a whole or the reflection of my circumstance at that given time. So I'm able to, uh, in fact, just this year, you know, I was, I was feeling fairly stressed and fairly anxious, but the decisions I made business-wise, when I look back at them now, were, they were good, clear, concise decisions. So it didn't mess with my decision-making, whereas previously I'd have been unable to function. Uh, so, it, yeah, that is the difference, really. Mm, because I think that's really, really important, you know, it's okay to feel stressful and it's okay to feel anxious and, and uh, worried and frustrated, but that not affecting our decision making is really key, especially in business, I think in everyday life, but especially in business, because we are not our thoughts, you know, so we can continue with everyday life and continue with what we're doing and it doesn't affect us. Well, we, are, we see our thoughts for, for what they are, clearly. We, we see them, that they're coming to us and they're always coming with a feeling and they have no other meaning for us. And we can get caught up in them, but they have less and less meaning. So they just can freely pass. So we can feel stress and we can feel anxiety, but we don't have to do anything about it to fix that. We can just exactly. live through it, can't we? Mm. We don't have to fix it. I think that's really key, isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. That is a very important part of it, actually. And that's kind of what I was saying a moment ago, in so much as when I was feeling these stresses and anxieties, I knew that I didn't have to react to those feelings. I didn't have to try and fix them. I could sort of, in effect, separate myself almost from those and still function perfectly well. And you often hear these people on kind of TV programs and whatever saying they thrive on stress and things like that. And I always used to think, what a lot of nonsense. Surely that's just a misuse of the term stress. But uh, I kind of slightly understand it now in so much as it's not so much that I thrive on stress, but I can, uh, in effect, I can, I can perform just fine either whether I'm stressed or not, which is a really big difference. That would be huge to a lot of people listening, I'm sure. I think, it, yeah, I think it will. In this very unusual circumstances, I think if people can perform as they perceive performance without, you know, succumbing to the stress, if you like, for want of a better, better way of putting it, um, or without reacting to it, but just acting on their kind of decision-making processes then yeah i'm sure there'll be a, a lot of people out there that would find a great deal of relief in that really for sure can you just tell us what happened with you when you heard about you have to close down your business and <laughs> put your staff on furlough well uh yeah um well like everyone this is a totally new experience for me and uh, to start with it was something of a shock and a bit of a bit of a worry really but uh, I, I realized that uh, firstly, everyone's in the same boat. 
and it's new to us all. This is a completely new experience. And, and you know, if it wasn't this, whatever it would be, would be a new experience. So we can't predict whatever's going on anyway. So I, I found that I fairly quickly calmed down, basically, and just based my decisions on the information that I had at a given moment. And that ended up me taking the decision a couple of days before the government suggested it anyway, which was to close, temporarily close my business and put all the staff on furlough leave. Felt like a big decision when I did it. Um, it must have been huge. I mean, after you just started <laughs> to really get your business up and going again, it must have been, and I reckon a lot of people that would really be really stressed out and really suffer from, from that, you know, having a crash business, building it all back up again. And then in the middle of that, when it's really <laughs> running and you had, I think, some big contracts in. Absolutely, yeah. And you had as well some contract cancelled. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, wow. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, I think anyone would find that a big decision for sure but i was able to do those decisions and i thought at the time were right and i actually think they were right now retrospectively um, but i was able to do them from a position of calmness really basically that's along the short of it i once i got past the initial shock if you like i find this understanding very quickly brings me back you know so i have a moment like everyone of course and i'm like oh, it's the end of the world, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then you realise, actually, generally speaking, for most of us, it's not the end of the world. I do know what to do, pretty much. I'll do what I do, ultimately, outside of actually uh, contracting coronavirus and dying from it. We will survive. The business will survive, one way or another. I don't know how it's going to be. No one can predict what it's going to be like in the future, but I actually feel quite confident and strong about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, if you could use your imagination for a minute and think about what you might have been like had you not had the understanding and had to furlough your staff and close your business, can you imagine how that would have felt for you? Really, even have to use my imagination. I can just use my memory as to how I have been before, and probably describe to you that it would have been pretty significant meltdown for me, really, to the point of really unable to function probably I would have not been able to make good decisions for either me or my staff or the business. Yeah, it would have, it would have been a lash up without a shadow of a doubt. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, how, you said you have five staff, is it? Six staff. Six staff. What would you say this understanding changed in the relationship to your staff, between your staff, with you and your staff? Um, Did it make any difference? It does. It, it does make quite a bit of difference. Uh, it's not uncommon, particularly if you're feeling a bit stressed or there's been some issues. And when you're manufacturing, you are guaranteed to get issues every now and then. And it's pretty easy to want to blame something outside. Blame the staff, blame yourself, whatever. I don't know. Throw your toys out the ground, basically. So it's made a real difference in me being able to understand on a much deeper level how my team function as people. And it's made a difference, a big difference, how I relate to them, how I communicate with them, 
how they communicate with me, how the team communicate as a whole together. It's facilitated us being a happy team, basically. And it's not rocket science to understand how nice that is. You know, a lot of us spend a greater part of our waking lives at work with our colleagues. So to have it as a happy team that works well together, well, that's great. And a lot of that comes from my understanding of this and my change in my performance as a leader and how I interact with people. Yeah, big mm -hmm. difference, really big difference. Mm -hmm. To understand I cannot think like you and you cannot think like me. So probably as well when you have staff and they not do what you tell them to do or something, you have probably a different um, way of seeing them in that moment as well as in, that you understand where they're coming from better than you used to or in a different way? Um, I think it does, yeah. I think uh, on a technical level, because I've been doing this for so long, I'm more technically advanced, naturally enough, than the rest of the staff. So when I've given sort of technical instructions, if you like, and it's not been followed, perhaps previously I might have been kind of grumpy and whatever, and I was like, you know, it's not rocket science, how hard can it be? But it allowed me to recognise that just because I've said it in a particular way and it makes complete sense to me, doesn't mean that it makes complete sense or is understanding for someone else. So it's allowed me to understand that that situation might arise. And because of the relationship I have with the team, it's allowed us to talk that through really well. So no one's, feel, no one's feeling the pressure and, I, and I'm not kind of like leaning on the staff or anything like that. And they're not scared to talk to me about it. So they can say, look, actually, the reason I didn't do what you asked because I don't really understand what you're saying. And there's no, there's no extra to it. They can say that quite openly to me and we can go through it. So it means the whole team functions better, both as a bunch of individuals, you know, everyone's happier because of that relationship. And, you know, as a business, it means that we end up having less mistakes and less drama and less lash ups basically, which has a you know, commercial value in its own right. And that sounds like you're all taking it less personally. Yeah, actually, that sums it up nicely. It's exactly that. Yeah, it's exactly mm. that. So would you say your work-life balance has changed as well? I think it has. You know, I used to, um, it used to feel like I used to work 24-7, and now it feels like I work about 25. <laughs> no, I've, I've been slightly facetious. It, uh, it, it does. I'm much better at not bringing my work home with me. Or if I do, it's not because I feel like I should, it's because I want to. And that's actually quite a big difference. You know, when you feel you should, then that comes with it's all of its own set of kind of frustrations and stresses and you get kind of, you know, you don't want to do it. Well, now, if there's stuff that I really just don't want to do in that given moment, I don't because I know I'm not going to do it very well. I won't be creative or imaginative about it. I won't do a very good job, so I'm actually better not doing it there and then and doing it when I am up for it. And I'll do a far better job, far more efficiently and more creatively. Yeah, sometimes when we wait, it just gets done so much more quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm. Coming to the end now, would you say you had a big insight about this understanding? 
you know, some people they're finding they have big insights, some people they're just showing up in a different way. Would you say there is something which really stands out for you? I think I have mostly had a succession of small breakthroughs. Started off with one big one. And the one big one was what I was saying earlier about it being 100% the case that your feelings are from your thoughts in the moment. Because I really did try very hard to disprove that. And so to get to the point where I realized that that actually was the case was quite amazing for me. You know, as I said, there's, I think there is almost no absolutes in the universe. So to find one was very exciting, actually. And uh, I think that's probably my single biggest one. And the other breakthroughs, as you might want to call them, have been smaller kind of incremental things for me. I'm sure it's not going to be the same for everyone, but that's how it's been for me. And yeah, sometimes I haven't even realized it. I've turned up, you know, a slightly different person than I was previously. And then, you know, a few days later, I've gone, Oh yeah, <laughs> fancy that. I'm doing something differently or I'm more relaxed about that or I didn't even care about that anymore. Or, I don't know, it could be any of those sort of things. That's kind of how it's been for me really. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you very much, Alan. That's really, really lovely. Well, thank lovely you. Lovely to talk yeah. to you. Thank you both for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And if you're still wondering what we mean by the understanding, please do listen to our first series. I think it's called The Diagram, which is episode two, which explains in detail what we mean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Our websites are www.sheenaoxa.co.uk and www.healthylivingwithpaolaroya.co.uk These podcasts are for information, education and entertainment only. We offer one-to-ones and intensives. We love hearing from you. Bye-bye.